Some of you recall when this solemnity of the ascension of the Lord was celebrated on Thursdays, and so almost uh, 99% of all dioceses in this country now have moved this celebration of the ascension to Sunday. So that's why the readings are, are in, that, in that order today. Now, theologians have said that uh, another name for uh, the ascension, because of what we heard in the gospel, is not only the ascension of our Lord, Lord returning, saying he's going to come back. Some theologians say it's also the commission. So as he's leaving, he's telling us what we must do. In a sense, he's given us a mission. And it is a mission of evangelizing. More specifically, being witnesses. Witnesses to what they have seen. That word witness is also what the meaning of martyr is because we also know that all the disciples except John were martyred simply for proclaiming the gospel of the Lord. They were witnesses in a time when it was extremely dangerous to be a witness for the Lord. But we are called ourselves to do the same. To be witnesses to the ends of the earth, as you heard in that first reading. That it would go beyond Jerusalem and out to the whole world. And the ones who carry that word is us, witnesses. I like the uh, definition of the word faith. The definition being, uh, faith is our response to God working in our life. Our response to God working in our life. So God is initiative, we are response. That's what the apostles were doing. They were responding to the work that God had begun in their lives. Now there's a part in here where in the first reading that might uh, trouble some people from the Acts of the Apostles. For John baptized with water. I'm assuming all of you are baptized in water. But then it says, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So I want you to keep that in mind as I, as I speak because I'm going to share my encounter with that line, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Some of you may be wondering, what does that mean? Now, uh, <clears throat> I entered uh, the seminary right out of eighth grade at the promptings of a parish priest who came to our house and said that maybe, since I was one of his servers at Mass, he said uh, that maybe I should consider going to the seminary. And of course, at that age, I said, what's a seminary? So they sent me. So I went. It meant I had to leave uh, my family and travel 145 miles away and live in uh, 
with about, uh, about 80 other guys who were also studying. So I was in the seminary for 10 years. At the 10th year, there was a large gathering at the seminary. And this is, this, by this time, I was in the theologate program. And I was two years from uh, ordination. And this gathering of bishops came to decide, and they made the decision that they were going to close the seminary for lack of enough enrollment. And so they closed the seminary, and I was left without a seminary. Because people asked, did you leave the seminary? I said, no, the seminary left me. But then, uh, of course, seminaries closed. What was I to do? So there was a guy who was there. Uh, we were all packing up to leave for the summer. He said, so what are you going to do this summer? He says, well, I guess i got to get a job. And he said, uh, well, uh, uh, um, I can maybe help you with that because my dad, he said, is, a, is the um, vice president of operations for, uh, for uh, Northern Pacific, which has became uh, Burlington Northern. I says, well, okay, I'll, yeah, put a word for it in for me. And, uh, and so uh, I went down there, took the uh, little test, and I was on the railroad. Started working for the railroad for a while. While I was there, I remembered a girl that I had met back in college. I thought, I thought man, that's the perfect girl. She had everything. Uh, and so I uh, uh, got together with her, and while I was with her, I proposed marriage. I asked, will you marry me? And I'll never forget her response. She said, no. <laughs> I said, why? She goes, because God told me you're supposed to be a priest. I went, ooh, okay. So we left on good terms, but I, uh, I continued. I wasn't quite convinced of what she said. But So I was working at a retreat uh, in Seattle, and uh, I met a, a woman there named Rose. And I was too scared to ask her myself, so I knew she had a friend that I was a friend of mine. I said, hey, can you ask her if she'll go out with me? And she says, okay, so she asked me. And I came, the answer came back, yes, she will. So we got together, and things were going pretty good. Um, uh, her, her story was that she uh, was rec had recently been in a car accident right there on that Mercer exit. She liked to drive, she, liked, she had a nice car, kind of a sports car. She liked to drive fast, I guess. Anyway, she went off the road uh, in this crash, um, which um, I guess she was thrown from the car. She, she lost a digit on, on one eye. That's whenever we went to the place, she always said, can you walk on this side? And she also had some gravel cells stuck on her back. That's when I first learned they said, and they, then they sent me a bill for the guardrail. I said, oh, I didn't know they do that. So, but uh, while she was in the hospital, she had a religious experience. And she became, really, became Catholic then. And she was baptized. And so she was very, very uh, zealous for her faith. And so one day, uh, I was running a house near where I was working. I was working for a church. And uh, she said, oh, Armando, there's this really neat uh, prayer meeting that I go to on Thursday nights. And uh, I said, well, where's that at? Well, it was across town, about five miles. I said, you go away over there for a meeting? I said, she says, yeah, we like it. It's a prayer meeting. She says, is that one of those charismatic prayer meetings? She goes, she goes, yeah. And I think you should go. I said, not interested. Not my not my bag. But so I said, but that's okay for you. And you go. So she kept going a few weeks. Then she, one day she said, Amanda, I really think you need to go to this. this, this is, I think you'll really like it. 
And I said, hold it, honey. Remember, I was in the seminary for 10 years. If anybody's going to teach anybody about the Catholic Church, I'll be teaching you. So basically, get off my back. She goes, okay. She goes to her meeting. After she had left, I felt kind of bad about saying that. I thought, maybe I was a little bit rough on her. And I thought, you know, maybe, thought came into my head, maybe God is speaking to me through her. So I went into my bedroom there, and I got down on my knees. I like to pray, you know, kneeling by my bed. I said, okay, Lord, um, if, you, if you want me to go to this prayer meeting, uh, I'll go, but you've got to meet two conditions. Number one, since you're so powerful and you, know, you can do all things, I'm not going to go to that prayer meeting. But I'll consider going if you bring the prayer meeting to me. Second condition, if you're able to pull that off, God, I'll go, but I don't want to know anybody that's there. Because I don't know what's going to happen at this prayer meeting. I want to embarrass myself. I don't want anybody to say, oh, I saw Armando at this meeting. You know what he did? So I said, those are my two conditions. If you meet those two conditions, then that's a sign that you want me to go to this prayer meeting. A couple of weeks came by. We were together. And uh, it was a Thursday. And I said, hey, uh, aren't you going to that prayer meeting? She goes, oh, I know. Didn't I tell you? I go, what? Well, last meeting, uh, said they, somebody announced there that they can't meet there anymore. And uh, I said, well, why? They said, well, they didn't say, but they're, now they're looking for a new place. So is that right? And uh, I said, do you know where that is? She goes, yeah, it's, uh, I got the address here. So she reached into her purse and got out this address. And uh, so I looked at the address, and the address said that, that they were going to be meeting at a, uh, at a place on uh, Greenwood and, a, and 80th in Seattle. And I went, this must be some mistake here because there's no church there, I said. She goes, oh, so there's no church there. They're going to be meeting at this place. Uh, it's called Operation Rescue. And uh, they let us, they're going to let us use that space until we get all set up to maybe find a bigger spot. Okay, so that was 80th and Greenwood. My house is on 83rd in Greenwood. So right when I saw that, all of a sudden these beads of perspiration started to form. <laughs> on my, I thought, oh my goodness. Then I said, gulp. Uh, so are you going to go to that meeting? Yeah, it's next Thursday. I said, uh, is, uh, who's going to be there? And this is her exact words. Oh, nobody you know. <laughs> so that time I said, can you excuse me for a moment? She goes, are you all right? I said, can you excuse me for a moment? Just stay right there. There's something I have to do. So I went into my bedroom and closed the door, got down on my knees. And by this time, the perspiration is by coming down about this far. And I said, oh, I said, Lord, <laughs> I, I, know, I know enough theology that if you make a bargain with the Lord... And if you don't keep your part, you're toast. So I knew enough about that. But something else happened at that point. Then I, then I got really excited. So I said, okay. I came out of the door. I said, let's go. She goes, 
Go where? To the prayer meeting. Well, that's not the, that's not the later. I said, okay, well, she said, you're going to go? I said, yeah, I want to go. What, what, do I need to prepare for this in any way? She goes, uh, yeah. So she reached into her purse and she got a little, little pamphlet. And it was called uh, Preparing for a Baptism of the Holy Spirit. She goes, here, read this and then we'll go. So we went and uh, it was just two blocks away. And uh, there was a little, uh, said Operation Rescue. There was a group that were working uh, on pro-life issues. And as I walked in there, uh, they had, there was all these desks with phones on them. And they had moved them to the side and they were gathering for their prayer meeting. And so, uh, so as I walked in, um, they, were, they were praying for somebody. And uh, so I, I stood off to the side. There were a lot of people there. And all of a sudden, the guy who was in charge, his name was Truman, he, uh, he looked over at me and he said, this gentleman right here, pointing at me. And I went, and he said, I, and so I, I started kind of moving forward. And he said, I sense a sense of fear. I said, you got that right. <laughs> he said, don't worry, you are among friends, Jesus is here. So I came forward and all these hands came upon me. I was just covered with all these hands around me. And then he whispered into my ear. He said, stop listening to the devil. Right at that point, something happened inside of me. And the best way I can describe it was like I was a, bit, I was a cylinder about this wide, completely hollow. And this strong wind was coming from above, coming down, straight down. And it was like it was just blowing through and cleansing me somehow. But within that wind with all these small stars, bright stars, small, going through me. And uh, as, as I was feeling that, then I kind of lost consciousness. I kind of, my knees buckled and I fell. They caught, they caught me. Then they dragged me over to the corner and put me in a chair. And then went on to the next part of the, whatever the agenda was there. And uh, so the guy came up and he, was, uh, he had all these handouts. And he said, okay, we're going to be studying uh, uh, St. Paul today. So he had all these handouts. He was passing them out to everybody. But I was at the end of the row. So by the time I got to the guy next to me, uh, he got the last copy. And so I lunged forward after I had come to and pulled that paper out of his hand. He goes, okay, oh, buddy, that's right. You can have that piece. Because one of the first things that I noticed was I had this tremendous thirst to read the scriptures. I had to look at scripture. It was like food for me. So I said, I got to read this. I have to have this, I said. And so I started reading that. Okay. Now, I went home, of course, and uh, felt great. You might say there was, a, there was joy there because that's, it was, seemed like no matter what anybody would say, they couldn't get me out of that. The very next day, uh, the priest at the, at the parish, because I was working as a liturgy coordinator, he said, I need to talk to you about something. And I had said nothing to anybody about this. Uh, and so I said, sure, whatever. He says, uh, there's a group in the parish here that uh, I kind of like. They've been inviting me to these, uh, to these, to these uh, prayer meetings that they're having in the parish. And I would like to have a special mass for them. Do you think you can organize that? I said, oh, yeah. Another thing I learned is that the Lord is through the power of the Holy Spirit, which is real and has power. And as you heard, you will be given power from above. See, 
It's all real. It's there. He said, the very next day, the very next day, the Holy Spirit was now opening all these doors. Then that led to many other things. Uh, there's much more to the story uh, because uh, there's another part. That was my encounter with the Holy Spirit. The next part of the story is the encounter with Jesus. And that's even more interesting. I can't get into that right now because of time. Maybe some other day. The, the reality is the Holy Spirit is constantly at work. And when we get to that next step, for me it was the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then that next step is leading to another step. The next step is even, was even more important. But the Holy Spirit was preparing me for, for that. Now, next, week, next weekend, at all the Masses, we celebrate the Feast of Pentecost, which means 50 days. The Feast of the Ascension is, which it was on Thursday, was 40 days from Easter, 50 for, for Pentecost. The color that, uh, that the main celebrant would be wearing is the color red, just like your shirt right there. Because uh, th that is a symbol for us, of course, uh, blood, uh, precious blood, and it's in Good Friday, the priest wears that. But for Pentecost, that color reminds us of joy. So if you've gone through, if you've gone through the Easter, we're still in the Easter season, if you've not experienced some joy, by joy I mean you have it, when no, no, no matter what anybody says to you, no matter how negative people are around you, it won't bother you, it'll just bounce right off you. That's joy. Okay? And that's what the disciples felt when the Holy Spirit came upon them. They were changed completely. There were these frightened people who had gathered together in a room. When the Holy Spirit came, then they became changed and went out to the world. Like I said, most of them to their death. Just speaking about the Lord. So you're encouraged to wear red next, next weekend. That's one of the rituals that we're trying to uh, uh, bring, bring across. The reason that some people don't realize that Pentecost is upon them, even though some, uh, some theologians have said that Pentecost is right up there with uh, Christmas and, and Easter. Some, some say it's even more important than Christmas because it's when the Trinity completely uh, comes and the Holy Spirit. That is considered by us the birthday of the Catholic Church. So if you want to celebrate the birthday, that's what we're celebrating next weekend. Um, there is a prayer that is attached to the Holy Spirit. Uh, you remember last week, the scripture said, the Holy Spirit will come and the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit, will remind you of everything Jesus taught you and will instruct you in what you need to know to be basically a missionary, a witness to Christ. So if some of you know this prayer, uh, you can pray it along with me. We must invite the Holy Spirit into our lives. We all need the Holy Spirit if we're going to move on to that next level. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle within us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit and we shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. I want to wish all of you a very happy Memorial Day tomorrow.